Welcome back, everybody, to the Missing Link RC Podcast. With Tyler Zavadel and myself, Sean Shumza Russin. We're going to talk some RC, so let's get into it. Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, dude. Doing good, dude. How you doing, Good evening, Kelly? guys. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for joining Thanks us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, tonight, yeah, tonight we, got we got Mr. Mr. Kelly Ray joining us. And, uh, and uh, we're going to end up having end some up technical difficulties, difficulties on this one, on so I'm going to go ahead and just apologize ahead of time. And uh, we're just going to have to roll with it. Sorry, everybody. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Looking forward to hearing the interview. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you take over on it, Tyler. And uh, thanks for joining us, Kelly. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to it. All right, All Kelly. Right, so how long have you been in RC? 40 years coming up. Well, yeah, it's been 40 years. I started when I was 13 um, with my first Tamiya Rough Rider buggy. Actually racing, too, at the club. Our local club had a track down the street from my house. And uh, that's how I got started. Nice. That's awesome. So other than drag racing, what are you doing any other type of racing currently? No, I was... Uh, well, in the background, I don't know if you can see it. I've got those two velodrome oval cars up here. Um, yep, yep. That's actually what got me back into drag racing or got me into drag racing. Uh, Curtis Harrison, I met at the velodrome, the Encino velodrome, which is an intense oval, 800 foot, high speed banked oval racing and uh, went there and uh actually thought i couldn't race an rc car anymore because of how difficult that type of racing is um from what i had done in the past took me a couple uh well let's say a couple good crashes and a couple of the old timers came over made a couple tweaks to my steering and a couple chassis adjustments and then the car would go around the 800 feet and then i felt like i could drive again so i met curtis and Curtis is bragging and saying, oh, yeah, I got this timing system. We're drag racing the last few years. And I'm kind of like blowing it off like, yeah, yeah, you're going straight with an RC car. No big deal. That sounds boring. And he, uh, we had got to be friends. And uh, he goes, hey, I'm coming to uh, Coy's Race out in Mesa. I'm going to bring a slash for you to drive. You want to come play cars? I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come. So, you know, I was just trying to get out of the house because I recovered from what I think was COVID. So I had to get out of the house. He brought a car. I went there, checked it out, started racing and started going rounds. And uh, after the first pull of the trigger, I was hooked. I was saucing the tires back then with my Beetlejuice. And uh, I went a couple rounds and had a ball and met a bunch of guys. That's the first time I met Mark Vine and Coy and then the group. And I came home and ordered the first uh, vanishing point car before it was ever designed. And then I waited a couple months for my car, and here I am over a year later. Now, now I'm pretty sure pretty we've sure talked, we've and you've done some full-size drag racing in your time. Um, what is it about RC drag racing that keeps you coming back? The camaraderie is is probably one of the biggest things is seeing a bunch of cool people that have the same love for the sport. Um, getting out of the house um, and doing something fun with these last two years have just pretty sucked. 
because of COVID and all. So it uh, it gave me an outlet, you know, sitting in my room and playing with uh, building cars. It kept me occupied, kept me out of trouble. And uh, I like the the opportunity to maybe win some cash. Nice. nice. Now, uh, tell us about your car, man. What type of car are you running currently? Um, we know all about bug guts, but go ahead and give us a little breakdown on bug guts and what it is. Well, I started with the first slash vanishing point car, mid-motor slash based. Basically, the only thing on it is a slash gearbox, axles, rear hubs, um, custom work shocks. That's the OG Beetlejuice car, the blue one that everybody sees. Um, the last couple of months, three months, I got the new 21 Pro car, which is associated based. Again, the only thing on the car that's associated is the MIP gearbox that I run um, and axles and rear hubs. The rest is all the vanishing point design, custom work shocks, custom work shocks on Troy's vanishing point wheelie bar. Um, I got the bug to about 218, and I think I hit a wall because of the reverse rotation in the gearbox on that slash. Um, and obviously the bug body's not the most aero, but being I used to drag race a real Volkswagen and I'm a Volkswagen nut, I didn't want to give up on the bug body, um, despite everybody telling me to switch. So I got a whole different car. I'm keeping the OG Beetle alive. It'll be in Colorado. But the new car's got the Drive RC Gen uh, Gen 4 Catfish Camaro on it, and she's flying. The car is, uh, it's impressive. I'm running twos, sub twos. I totaled it after my five best passes at Coys. I got on the list at number, now I'm number 10 because I didn't, I missed one. But I motored through a bunch of bullets that day, and uh, that was my best day drag race. And I was competing with all of Mark Vine's whole crew and uh, had a good run. And the car committed suicide on the last pass. I lost the radio signal somehow out at Coys. It's kind of hard. The radios go in and out once in a while. I have the M17 with also a glitch buster, but it's still, I lost signal. Had it slowed down at about 250 feet turned sideways and it was stopped facing the curb about 10 feet away. And I started to walk up to the car to get the signal back and son of a gun, if that thing didn't take off, like it was on the starting line shot full throttle straight into the curb and committed suicide. Yeah. So well, I, you must've done something right, dude, because this past weekend it was running like a rocket ship out here at Irwindale. I had stayed up till about three the night, Friday night rebuilding the car and doing the alignment and clean the motor, soldered it back in. And then I drove to California and set it down. First pass was pretty good. I had to pedal it and I'm like, wow, that's a little hot of a tune, um, but still fast. And then I realized I never set the slipper. So all I did was go back to the pits and I backed the slipper off a quarter of a turn and she was a race car then. Nice. nice. Good to know. So, uh, how serious do you take RC and what are your goals for 2022? I'm going to win one of these damn cash races here pretty soon. That's my goal. And yeah, man. I want to help, uh, Jay and I bought sticky icky tire preps May 1st. We want to, we want to grow that company, bring more, more products out. But Jay and I, the reason we get along so well is we like helping 
I shouldn't say underdogs. I guess newbies. Um, when I started racing when I was 13, it was a rich man's sport. Um, I worked my ass off. I think that Tamiya and the Futaba box radio cost me about 300 bucks back then. Um, plus, you got to buy batteries and a charger. So I think I was in my little pit box about a grand at 13 years old. So that was a lot of car detailing. But none of those guys would help. The only guy that would help me when I first, the first race I went to um, was the guy that owned the toy store because I had been painting models and entering model contests and buying toys from him for years. So he kind of took me under his wing and gave me some pointers, gave me some deals on some parts. Like back then, an, an MIP brass diff for one of those was $100. Two shocks was 120 bucks for the Kyosho shocks. So I worked at my dad's car lot to pay for my racing. And then a couple of the other older guys took me under their wing that worked at Boeing and started building me parts. And then I started winning. And I, I pretty much dominated the stock two-wheel drive modified buggy, um, stock and modified. And back then, the only difference in modified is we added a seventh cell. I still ran a can stock 540 to me a motor. I just added another cell um fully tricked out car lots of homemade parts um that season i won the washington state championship both classes and that qualified me for the first worlds in anaheim at the score off road show in i think it was 82 and so by then i was 15 years old went down there to race against all the japanese guys from tamiya kyosho Gil Losey Sr. himself, um, I think Andy Jacobson was even at that race. Um, um, it was a good race, a good event. There were some issues with radio impound. Back then, all the radios, you would turn your radio in, and there was nobody there to check them. So all the radios were underneath the driver's stand, just piled in there. And during my heat races, somebody had sabotaged my frequency several times. So all three qualifiers, um, I hit the wall about 35 miles an hour, full throttle at the end of the straightaway and bounced off and kept racing, ended up qualifying ninth. And I got old, so I don't know how, I don't know where I finished in the main, um, but I did pretty good for 15 years old racing against all those California boys because they were fast. They still are. You guys in California always have the good shit first. Yeah, UAZ yeah, boys seem to be taking over this drag scene. Well, you know, I I did have the the pleasure of hanging out with Mark and riding in the car and and pitting next to the fastest RC guys I know. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of fast guys in the country, but we have the best weather. I mean, we literally can almost race every day, except 100%. for you know during the day. Right now, it's a little hot, but you know. I watched James Gallatin, Jack Clever, uh, Mark Vine, um, Coy, uh, Frank Greer, Abel, you know, so I was, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the pits with the bad boys. Most definitely, dude. Those are definitely guys that can hold their own on any race surface. Um, I've seen them go very fast on your guys' surface out there in Arizona. They're equally as fast when you guys get out here to california um i mean we're pretty much the same thing dude we could race about you know 11 months out of the year 
until weather shuts us down for probably about a month, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, same with you guys. It just gets way too hot for run in the summer. Yeah, I I really enjoyed traveling too to come to your races and uh it's just a lot of fun, you know. I'm I'm doing this full time. This is my living. I mean, I'm a RV sales motorhome salesman by trade, but COVID kind of screwed that up and production of the units got harder to find. I was traveling all over the US doing RV shows. So when COVID shut that down, um, if it wasn't for RC cars, I who knows, I might have started drinking again. And uh, I don't know, it probably wouldn't have been good. So it's uh, RC cars has kind of saved my sanity. And I got a whole bunch of new friends. And, uh, and I consider them true friends, you know, guys like you and Sean. There's a bunch of them that I consider that are true friends um, that I didn't have a year ago. Yeah, RC is yeah, good, good like that, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, man you're, so you're uh, planning uh, to come to Colorado, Colorado here in a here couple, in a couple weeks, weeks, right? Yeah, booked the hotel last night. Two rooms for me, Jay, Curtis. Uh, oh, yeah. Anna. Yeah, we're booked. We're ready. There we go. There we go. So, so you're going to have a pretty good pretty turnout good. up there. Um, I've talked to, I'll let out some info uh, for those listeners that plan on going to the race. Um, I've talked to Phil quite a bit. This race surface is not going to be a surface that a 1-9 car shows up and wins. Um, I'll be very surprised if we see a sub-two-second pass on this race surface. Well, I'm bringing a 1-9 car, but it'll yeah, run yeah. down a dirt we'll road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be true because I've seen Toys race. So. Uh, I might have to turn it down a little, but I I got some. I do have a couple tricks, you know. Our prep, our our sauce is working really well, and it doesn't matter where we go. Um, it's a little bit of a bitch to clean the bug guts. I apologize, but hey, for what we're running for, it's worth the five minutes clean up to have to have traction. But yeah, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this road is a lot like the flag Oh shit! Excuse my language. <laughs> That sucks. It's got the same high altitude type asphalt. That sucked. I'm not gonna lie. That was a crap. That was a crappy ass road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately with, with weather, weather, the road, the road definitely, definitely has an effect. effect. That's um, the only. That was the only road in a year that took me five passes to get my old bug to go straight. Yeah, we're yeah, going to have testing, have testing um, um, just to just make, to sure, make sure, sure everybody feels comfortable, comfortable with the road. Well, we're going to... Uh, I believe Friday. Friday, yeah. Philip and I are going to have... Uh, we're going to have an impromptu Volkswagen bug little shootout. If anybody wants to bring out and throw a bug body on their car, we're going to have a little mini bug-only bug drag race. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's he was what telling, he was telling me, me, man. Uh, uh, I'm, pretty I'm pretty excited, excited to see, to how, see that how that turns out. turns out. Yeah, it'll be fun. I, you know, I'm hoping at least ten of them show up. You know, you know, anybody could throw a bug body on their car. Yep, yep. We could have a little fun. You could do some pictures and stuff, and just have some fun. Yep, hundred percent. Maybe, maybe a little cash, but not the big, not the big cash. Yeah, Phil yeah, was, was talking like a ten dollar buy-in or something. Yeah, 
just just some fun money. Yep. Yep. Cool, man. Cool, well, man. I think well, that's, I think all, that's the all the questions, questions I, got I got for you tonight. tonight. I don't know, I don't where, know we where we lost Sean, Sean to. He quit. Yeah, yeah so, so you got anything you, you want to add? add? Otherwise, Otherwise, we'll keep, we'll it, keep it short and sweet. No, thanks for having me and keep doing what you're doing. Um, really appreciate you promoting everything and what you do for the sport. And uh, we need more guys like you. And just keep it keep it real and help everybody that you can. Um, these new people and people that uh, are coming up, don't get frustrated. You know, oh, I've, yeah, done, yeah. I've done this a long time, and it took me a year to get a car to go two seconds. Most, um, I mean, it's I mean, not it's easy. easy to get to, get to, the, to level the level that our competition's at now. People are gonna get frustrated, so. Feel free to reach out to me, Kelly, Sean. We're all here to help uh, answer your questions, questions, get you going, get you going straight. straight. And any given Sunday, I used to say, and it's just like any sports. Um, yeah, you're going to have the the Mark Vines, the John Forces of of RC drag racing, but they can be beat. I've beat yep. them. Yep. I, I, you know, I haven't beat them for the big money, but um they can they can have a problem they could have a tire blow they could have an esc give up they could uh they could spin you know cross the center line so don't don't think you can't beat the fastest guys in the country because on any given day any of us can be beat by it might even be a three second car that's right it's, it's there's some luck and just stay focused and learn as much as you can ask a bunch of questions don't be afraid to ask just ask. I spent yeah, Saturday. So, yeah. Thank you thank very, you very much. much. And if you guys are interested, interested in any tire prep products, be sure to go check out stickyickytireprepscom and pick up some stuff. All their stuff is excellent. The cleaner's great. The uh, prep is great. The bug guts is great. I use all of it, man. It all just depends on what surface you're on, on what product's going to work best. Yep, so have I. You bet, Tyler. Thank you for having me, and uh, I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll man, see we'll you see out there in Colorado. Colorado thanks, for thanks for joining, for joining us, tonight, us tonight, brother. Thanks, Sean. I don't know where you went, but thank you, brother. <laughs> right on. Right thanks, on. Man. thanks, man. Have a good night. All right, everybody, and that was brought to you by... This week's episode is brought to you by CowRC, the world's best RC pit mats and parts trays. Performance aerosol cleaners and lubrication products. 100% made in the USA. Save 15% with iMoo at www.cowrc.com. CowRC, the maintenance king. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, and follow. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun uh uh little interview there i we had problems with his audio he was he was reverb and big time i had to mute you him every single time you wanted to talk and i think uh, it all had to do with no headset dude so from now on we'll just make sure they got well, some headphones there's some other but stuff i can work through yeah it's it's all good um or we could bring our guest in another way it's all good um yeah. Yeah, we got that one handled short and sweet. Kelly, thank you for coming on. Yeah, and, thanks, uh, Kelly, chatting with us. So, yeah. man, what what have you been up to, man? Just hanging with the family, huh? 
I've been primarily hanging with the family. After I saw you at CTRC for the uh, U4 race, it didn't happen because it was just a too little of a turnout. Uh, and we're going to continue that round six because I already made the awards. We're just going to ditch, I think it's the 12th. 12th. Yeah, 12th. Um, so that's how we're going to handle that. Um, I haven't done any RC. Uh, I have some bodies I need to paint for a friend of ours. Um, and they are, been, I've been putting liquid mask on them, but that's about the extent of my RC lately. I've actually been focusing on my Lego set. <laughs> nice, dude. And, Multiple and, hobbies are And good. hanging out with the, with the girls. Um, I just needed to spend some time with them. Uh, the wife's getting ready to go off to, uh, what is it, Lake Tahoe for a while. So me and her needed to kick it for a bit. And so, yeah. And then, I, nice. I you know, I ended up getting a bunch of LEDs in for the sets. And so, uh, and then Charlotte got this big, huge glass case. So I had a lot of Lego work to do. I had to get that done. So, Dude, I really like the way that it's set up now. Yeah, I do too. For all you that are wondering, dude, I'll have Sean take a picture and put it up on the page on Facebook. That way you can see the, the Legos we geek out on. Yeah, I got some, but I'm not nearly as big as Sean is. Mine are mainly the car ones. I like getting the car sets and building the cars. Yeah, I got um, I got some Technic uh, cars. The, the thing is with that city is uh, and the castle and everything is the dust. It gets gnarly, and to clean that thing, it takes days, you know, and you got to take part of it apart to get in there. And uh, so it being in a glass case just helps. It's still going to get yeah. dusty. but Oh, yeah, but it'll keep it. It'll keep the dust down. Yeah. You know, you, you'll still it'll it'll prolong that cleaning process. Yeah. But the uh, the castle, I don't have a, a case for. So, you know, every month or so I got to go over it with a brush and then you got to take layers apart. And it's it's a lot of maintenance you know, to keep them clean and keep them looking good. So when people come over and stuff, uh, they don't look like dust balls. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah, I where I live. You. Cause I'm in, I'm in the country, you know? Yeah. So, with the dirt front yard and a dirt backyard. Yeah. So. Dirt, dirt everywhere. It's tough. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. Um, I mean, I have so much going on. I mean, I'm, I did actually, honestly, today I worked on the element, uh, you were it. pretty stacked with stuff to do when I was over there dropping yeah. off those nitro cars. So I got, I got, yeah, we can, we, uh, uh, those are going to be your cars. We're going to get those working for you because I can't drive those. Uh, Too old? No. Wrong brand. Um, I mean. Oh, I got you. I, I got you. The, the thing is. Yeah, is, no, perfect. You know, no, so, if we, as long as we can get one running, then sure. I can make some practice laps on enough to know on the headset how to communicate with you to be your crew guy, then we're good. Right. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't, right. we don't need it to race with. We just need it for me to dig. Well, around. I was thinking about that, you know, and, and, and really like, we're going to get you behind these TLRs and, and, uh, I'm going to navigate you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, I mean, we're already gonna have to get the headsets for me to be able to work with you. I can, so I can run you, I can run you through it, and then, uh, and uh, and get you, get you dialed into eighth. Um, for me, running eighth, I mean, like I said, it's always gonna be a techno, and it'll be, you know, I'm probably just gonna just run truggy. Um, I'm not really feeling buggy these days. 
I mean, I, yeah, buggy electric, true. but if I run nitro, I'd rather run uh truggy. All right. Um, if I'm going to invest well, you some money. Still, you're still the guy to tell me what those things need. So, oh yeah, they, I were, can... they were coming to your shop regardless. I mean, I don't care how long it I takes. Can get them. It's probably not going to be until next season when we really pop into that anyways. Yeah, we got way too much other stuff. Well, my main focus on anything off road right now is is the LN forty eight, and then and then uh, um, I mean I am kind of pushing it here, but I am also working on that uh, uh, a TLR version of the laser nut. Uh, so I mean, yep. you know, those are for rock racing, and 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 so those are me and Fidel want to do that and so that takes time I've already got people hitting me up when the pre-orders are and so we're trying to hustle and get prepared for that and so really at the uh, on on behind the scenes that's where my mind's at these days it hasn't been on drag it hasn't been on anything but trying to help Fidel get these things rocking and rolling you know um that's it and so I've been driving the piss out of it and figuring out if anything needs, you know. Yeah, I mean, not only the, all of changes. the R&D yeah, the, you're doing for that, <clears throat> we're doing R&D for other cars also that we can't really talk about right I now. Want, we're both working on stuff. I want to uh, have him make a taller rear shock tower so I can run the Arma Power Stroke rear shocks because right now we're running the Arma fronts, uh, front and rear. And I'd rather run the rears in the rear, but I need to get the t the shock tower a little taller. So um, I got we got I got to get him shock so he can figure out the geometry on that and the measurements and and so on and so forth. So that's what's that's what's up for me, big time. You know, I do have a build on my bench that I am slowly tinkering on, <laughs> like. I haven't really, I opened the bag and started kind of organizing the parts out. But again, like I said, I've been working on the Lego. So, but uh, the SX-10 3, you know, I'll be, eventually that'll be built. And that's for me and the girls and uh, to go play around in the trails and stuff. Hopefully get together with you and go do some hiking and trailing and stuff, you know. Nice, dude. I've actually been putting together an extra little backup scaler here myself for the wife to go cruise around with. Yeah, I got more and, parts uh, for you. I got more parts for you if you need some more stuff. Axles, ooh. things like that. That might be a nice upgrade. Yeah, Because need... currently the axles that I have on it uh -huh. are rubbing the tires that you gave me. So uh -huh. I, I have those Vanish, Vanish Vanquish, Vanquish, I think it's Vanquish. The arms that like give you more steering throw, but right. it give, it's they're so extended that it's rubbing into the tire, and I don't have the factory C hubs anymore. Well, I got some axles that you can poke with, and if they work, great. And if not, well, then we'll have to figure something out. Maybe some well, hubs. But they should work because they're for that tire. They're for uh, an SCX10. Yeah, for that tire that you hooked me up with. Yes, they are. Yeah, so, so I I tried to. I, I tried to send some picture. I put it away now, but I put that. Remember that hard body K5 that Alex, our buddy, yeah, printed up for I me? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. I put that on that SCX-10 with those wheels and tires, dude. It looks good. It looks like a mud truck. Ooh. It looks like a southern like K5 mud truck. It looks really good. That's cool. So that'll be for either Trace or the wife to just cruise around while I'm cruising my element. Because we're going up to that uh, 
ASD crawler event at the end of August. Yeah, I want to go up there. Actually, me and Charlotte were talking about a San Francisco trip after this trip she's got going on here. Nice, um, dude. I hit the skate park today with the kids. That was cool. Did you? Yeah, they they that was their first time at a skate park. They were both a little nervous in the beginning. But by the end of it, dude, they were dropping in on the big rolling. No problem. <sighs> I so. see. Well, I can actually, uh, my DB48, I can transform that into a monster truck. Well, actually, I got a couple monster trucks. We can go skate. Oh, I mean, this this one we hit today, I brought my bike, thankfully, so I could get some ride time in. Oh, you like rode said, on it. I thought you were out there playing with RC cars. No, multiple hobbies are good, you know, and it's yeah. good to branch away every Heck once yeah. in a while, gotta, you know? So yeah. getting back on the two wheels felt good today. Heck yeah. Yeah. I like pump nice. tracks. Yeah, it was nice. I've never ridden a pump track, but I would be down. My problem with them, because I have a couple pump bikes here in my house. Uh, I'm into that. My thing is, is it's kind of like, uh, you know how when you get a Slurpee and you take a big old swig of it, and the next thing you know, you get a brain freeze and it hurts and you're like all yeah. on the ground. And then as soon as you even have a slightest break, you take another big swig. Yeah. I'm kind of like that with a pump bike. I will keep going, <laughs> dude. I will keep going to the point to where I'm almost going to either puke or pass out. But then I'll keep going more. And then by the end of the day out there, like I I'm crawling on my hand, you know, like literally like I'm on the ground because I can't breathe anymore. And it's, I'm so, uh, my adrenaline gets so much into it is I have a hard time taking a break and a breather with my old ass. But I love pump tracks. <laughs> Yeah, I've never done that. I'd be down. I've always dude, I've grown up trail riding my whole life. I so. got a badass pump bike, dude. That you just get on the manual, you know, you just man and just yep. never have to pedal, dude. Never pedal. You just use your legs, dude. You might pedal like nice. maybe one, two, get like two cranks in, one, two, get the momentum going. And then from there it's just all arm and leg pump. And you just as you go up. You get what I'm saying. You just, just like track riding. You just like you yeah. soak it up, and then as you're coming down, you push down on your hands and arms, and boom, off you go to the next one, and then it's just continue. It's a great workout, but yeah, man, never really race, but race is telling me that he wants to race BMX, so that's probably in his future. <clears throat> That'd be fun to watch. Oh, really? I have a bike for him. I got a Redline Flight. For a little kid, it weighs 11 pounds. It's all carbon fiber, dude. Damn, race it's, bike. No, it's a real deal Holyfield race bike. It's got the little PPEDBD front, you know, front and rear tires. Like they're, yeah. they're like, they look like a 10 the speed. Little baby ones. You but they're riding four, that on the street. Yeah. They're four traces uh, age. Nice. Like it's small. It's all, like I said, it's 11 pounds. That's how much it weighs. <clears throat> I bought it for Bella. Like, well, she's 18, so, you know, I bought it. A long, long time ago. Moons ago, dude. And she <laughs> kind of rode it a little bit, you know? Mini moon. <laughs> Mini moon. It's, like, brand new, man. It's brand new. <laughs> brand new. We'll have to figure uh, something out. I'll, 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 you'll have to work something out with that one. Because if he really wants to race, dude, that, that bike is ready to go. It's got flight cranks. Oh, I mean, I'm a redline junkie, so like, I mean, it's pimp. yeah, that's a nice bike. It's pimp. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't I mean, even. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm glad I got rid of my BMX bike because it would still result in broken bones. So I just stick to trail riding now. But 
I've been looking at a 29er for a long time, dude. I've been through a few of them. I still have my RL22 from 1988. It hangs up in the in the attic there. That you've seen it. That's got the RL yep. RL Edge rims and by RL Osborne. That was yeah. I was really into Flatland big time. Um, and I, yeah, I've had a couple. I've had a few Haro 24 inches. Uh, so there you guys go, dude. There's our, there's your history lesson. Yeah, I'm a, B- I'm, a, and Tyler. I'm a BMX junkie too. <laughs> I've bounced on the dirt so many times. That's why my, that's why my yep. back and neck hurt so much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on top of wakeboarding, but yeah. And, and there's worse ways to grow up, you know? Dude, I, my, that was my wheels, dude. My, my that red line. Oh yeah, me too. That was how I got around the entire Tucson you know, like I said, I've said this on this podcast, dude, I had a milk crate strapped to the front of my handlebars and I'd fill that fucker up with my, pardon my French, with my RC car. And like I said, I live right down the street from Arizona Fast Track and I'd ride my bike down there, dude. I mean, it was, you know, it's how I got to the hobby store. It's That's got, rad, dude. That's how I got to the, I love it. you know, like, I love it. that was how I did it, dude. Like I lived I mean, dude, on that nowadays bike. where I live, I, it's almost faster on a bike. Like, yeah. if I didn't have the kids, I could probably make it to Pegasus Hobbies yeah. faster on a bike than I can in my truck. I had a little fishing tackle box that had my tools in it, my battery charger, my battery, and I stuck that in there. Lay the car on top. Yeah. And I had, like, some, like, bag. I forget what it was. It was some sort of, like, it wasn't a backpack, but I remember it was, like, a small duffel bag that I put my radio in, you know. And, uh, and that was it, dude. You know, that's bad. I wasn't all, I mean, you know, I was young. I mean, you know, just a little kid. You know, I didn't have nothing fancy. The RC 10 and the, and the, uh, uh, Airtronics radio was this hot, yep. you know, Tekken, RevTech and, uh, and the Futaba, uh, servos. Nice. So this anyway. last weekend, dude, yeah. I was out at Irwindale. How was that? For, uh, Jerry Garrison and Kyle Christie's race. Yeah. It was pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. I liked the 64 car field. It kept it nice. It, at the beginning, it looked like there was going to be only 63, but Bill jumped in there and ended up racing one of Jared's extra cars. Uh-huh. So I did it ended up being I no did, buys. That's pretty cool. I did see the plaque uh, that they had, and it was that was really nice. Uh, they they did a the the winner uh, mark. Uh, you know that was a good takens and uh, and a nice little plaque to take home. So. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, and actually, uh, Brandon, the runner-up, got a nice little plaque. Dude. Yeah, the, the, they had a plaque for the runner-up and a plaque for the winner, and the winner got the the payout. That's cool. Pretty cool, man. That's cool. So that that's the official first race out there at Irwindale. That's pretty rad, man. And it was a drag race, dude. The, it was a drag race all the way through the whole day. So I mean, were they racing the one to ones while you guys were doing your thing at the same time? Yeah, so remember when we were out there, like, what was it, uh, three weeks ago, four yeah, weeks ago, testing? Something like that, uh-huh. They ran the RC race in the same spot, just the opposite direction. Oh, okay. So we started, like, Kyle put his trailer right by that wall, so now, and then we just started right there. So now that, that surface was a little little tricky. A, li- a little tricky, a, a little, little bumpy. A but... little tricky, a little bumpy. So how, how what were what were some of the good times that you saw? Uh, it was a flashlight with a camera on the big end race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was no times and nobody oh, was okay. racing with the GNNS, you know, okay. just because so no the one. extra weight 
Okay. Uh, I did talk to Mark. He ran it in the car in testing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to put down like a, a two one in testing. Wow. Um, which on that surface, you know, is yeah, is pretty incredible. Slick. Yeah, it was a uh, little yeah, slick. Yeah, it was pretty slick. So um, how how long did you guys blow it off? Because that was the big one. Is is there? It's kind of dirty and dusty around there, and it gets windy and all of that. Did you guys? Did they focus a lot on blowing it all off? Kyle told. I <laughs> talked to Kyle, dude. The, there was some kind of some miscommunication with that one. Okay. Uh, we were out there on Friday night, and the announcer for the big cars told everybody that the gates opened at ten, and racing started at twelve. So I pulled up at 9.55 to a closed gate and Tim, the owner of Irwindale, standing out front telling me to make a U-turn. Uh-oh. So when I hopped out of the truck, he realized it was me, you know, and mm-hmm. he just let Billy Shaw through because Kyle came and got him, you know? Right. <coughs> Excuse me. But I asked him, I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? Uh, does it not open at 10? And he tells me, no, dude, they messed up last night. It's not supposed to open until 12. Oh, so, no. Yeah, so, I mean, by the time this conversation with me and oh, Tim no. is done, dude, we turn around and there's probably 40 cars oh, behind yeah. me waiting yeah. to get in at 10 o'clock, you oh, know? And he's no. scrambling because none of the event personnel for Irwindale Speedway was there yet, right? Oh, they weren't scheduled to be to work until, like, nice. 11 because it wasn't supposed to open until noon. Yeah. So... Tim hopped in his golf cart. He ran inside. He grabbed one of the the payment belts and some tickets, you know, and he started scanning everybody in by himself. Like yeah, a so, soldier. Yeah. So about 1030, I finally get in there and I talk to Kyle and Billy. You know, it's basically just us four at that point, plus all the guys who stayed the night, Jared and them. Yeah, bud. And, uh. So I start talking to Kyle. I'm like, hey, all right, man, what needs to get done? You know, do we need to lay some tape, you know, string out the lines? We need to blow it off. He goes, no, man, me and Riley handled all that this morning at like seven. He goes, I blew it off. Not very much dust came off. It looked like they had ran a street sweeper through the parking lot. Okay. So uh, it looked like they've been trying to clean up the majority of the dust just to keep the race cars clean. Um, So... After he blew it off, you know, we just hung out until about 12. Then testing started, I want to say, until about 3.30. They took a break. Racing kicked off at 4. And I want to say that the finals were done by, like, 7.30. It's not bad. It was pretty quick and nice, dude. They ran, they ran the first race to where none of the people, you would not draw somebody from your same state. So oh, no Cali boys awesome. drew a Cali boy. No AZ boys drew another AZ boy. No Good. Nevada boys drew another Nevada boy. You Very know what cool. I mean? Yeah, so that I part do. was pretty cool. Yeah, that is um, cool. First round. Because that's what everybody round. wants. So of, All the, especially the people that travel. The people that travel don't want to race the same people that they traveled with or... To get there. In the same town. You know, yeah. like, that's cool because... You know, the AZ guys want to race the Cali guys, and the Cali guys want to race, a, for instance, right? So Now, I mean, that's, right on. it was nice to see it happen, and I can see it happening with a smaller car field like that, you know, with 64 cars. Yeah. I can see that being doable. Right. But when we're upwards of 200-something entries, it's hard to keep them separated, you know? Sure. 
Yeah. Especially when 70 of our 200 was from Cali. Like, you know, yeah. it was bound to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm, but it was cool, dude. The first round went off, uh, and then there was no break between first and second round. So as soon as you went through first round, if you won, you went right back to the table and draw your chip for second round. Uh-huh. And then between second and third round, there was a little five-minute break. Same with third and fourth. They ran third and fourth round back-to-back, then through put a five-minute break. Because, I mean, really, dude, it it ran real smooth and real nice like that. I liked it. That's good. So uh, did they do, like, a best-in-show or anything like that or no? No, just, no. The, uh, just the race. Okay. Um, Yancey and Mark were going to do a best two out of three grudge race deal. Uh-huh. But they ended up pairing up, like, third round. <laughs> so... As soon as that happened, they were like, we're not grudge racing after this. Let's just. Yeah, they're already right racing. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark squeezed him out by half a car. Uh huh. And it was half a car on the, on the starting line. Like when that light turned green, it must have been all reaction time because Mark got a half a car and then stayed a half a car the whole way down the track. And like Yancey couldn't make couldn't make the maneuver, you know? Uh-huh. And Mark wasn't pulling away from him. So. Well, that's. I'm, that's a good race. It, yeah, it was a 13-5 race with outlaw cars, basically. <laughs> it came down to reaction time, 100%. That's great. That's and great. on an instant green, it was just a green flashlight bulb on a remote. Like, you know, like my starting light, basically. Uh-huh. Um, you can't really guess that light, you know? Right. That's cool. Yeah, it was nice, dude. So, it was cool. It was easy. Yeah, that's good. Sounded like everybody had a good time. A couple of ki- uh, guys that were watching the full-size cars ended up coming over and buying cars from Billy for their kids. Very good. Uh, they had awesome. a kid raffle for a DR10, right? Uh-huh. Macklin threw in an ESC. Max Amps threw in a battery. Uh, Speed Secrets threw in bearings while they were there. Like Quite a few people added to this giveaway because it was just for a kid, right? Uh-huh. So... Trace registers, he gets a ticket, and they take everything up to the starting line of the full-size track to do the raffle after the race. This is the coolest part, dude. So we're standing at the starting line. Kyle, me, uh, Billy, you know, a a few of us, Bill, Caden, and uh, they call the first winner, and you had to be present to win, right? So they call the first name on the loudspeaker through the booth, and nobody comes nobody's cheering in the stand like they won so they wait about five minutes call the lady's name again nobody says nothing nobody does nothing so they tell them okay in five minutes we're drawing another another ticket Uh so they send one more pair of cars down the the big track which are all the videos that i was posting this last week and uh one more set of cars go down and then they draw another ticket and it was one of the kids that his dad was racing. So he was cruising around on a scooter oh, with yeah. his brother and all their like track buddies on their BMX bikes and scooters, you know, like just like me and you would have been uh, yeah. like as kids. You yeah. Know? yeah. So they're all cruising around and they saw that we were having a raffle for kids only. So they got in on this raffle and that's the kid that ended up winning on the, like when we. <laughs> called the ticket and return road so the cars would come by and go down right in front of us and uh 
the kid that one he was right on the other side of the fence like with his ticket waiting to be called you know so when they called him he started cheering he jumped over the fence onto the return <laughs> road ran over jumped the k-rail like he was super excited dude and then all of his buddies were like mind blown that he won you know yeah and he, he was just so blown away dude but it was pretty cool i'm that watching cool. kids have the excitement you know is yeah. pretty much what it's all about oh heck yeah yep that's exactly it dude you know dude and they were i mean these are kids that are actually into racing you know they they knew what was going down the full-size track when they were sitting there watching it and yep. when they were over there watching our stuff they were betting on cars you know which car they thought looked cooler or was gonna win and they were just hanging like dude they were kid versions of us you yeah know? so it was a perfect perfect kid to win the car you know it's getting used now you got to have kids win the cars you got to get i mean that's the thing dude the only way to keep rc this is a major topic i mean the only way to keep rc alive is to get kids into it like it doesn't do us any good to keep selling to 30 40 year olds you know like we're all going to be dead and then and then what you know what i mean you got to pass uh -huh. the baton you know like you have to pass the baton you can't sit and hoard it you i know? fully agree and with the options that kids have nowadays yeah they can be easily distracted to not want to learn something yeah. as technical if, as an if, RC club. If you're, yes, and and it's there, you know, it's there. I see drag that way. Outlaw is definitely that way. To have a young kid come in and want to think he's going to be competitive and outlaw, it's just you got to have some game, you know, and, and you better know. But there's, dude, there's plenty of kids that can hold their own in this. Yeah, so. yeah. Just drag is very much a setup game where is like off-road and things like that is set up in driver you know like it's very much driver um there has to be a lot of skill also on top of your setup game and i'm not saying that you don't need to have any driver skill to drive a drag car it's just you don't need as much dude it's i'm gonna say it you can hate me you could say all you want yeah, you don't but hitting on. triples and going it. through left rights and standing up on the driver's stand and dr dealing with traffic is a whole different ball game than just going straight oh. as fast as you can yes you've seen me on the putting traction stand. down is tough going 132 feet i know i've been doing both of it so i can say this so yeah going drag is tough but it's just not the same dude it's not the same like no, like I Mayfield said when we were talking to him, I can hand you my buggy and you'll never put out the, the lap times that I am, but I can hand you my drag car and you can probably put the same lap time down. Like it, 100%. boom, there it is. Like I'm not the one always saying it either. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So, uh, it's good to get the kids into it, you know, uh, into drag because it's very competitive, <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude, which I think that's the best thing to teach them. You know what I mean? It's not so much the the techiness of the setup and stuff that I'm trying to teach them, dude. It's the competitive nature. Dude, think yeah. of how many sports and stuff kids are in that that's gone. You know what I mean? You're not learning competitiveness if you're in Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, dude. You're you know you're learning no. teamwork, which is also important, you know, for life skills. Absolutely, yeah. But you're not learning competitiveness. You know, you're not learning. You're not dealing with the winner and loser situation. You know, like right. as, as brutal, you know, the winner loser situation Not so and having much to deal with the, that. Everybody wins or the participation trophy stuff. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's right. 
there's one winner and the rest of all y'all go right. home with nothing. And there's a lot there there you're going to lose a lot and so you know and not let that discourage you and burn you out and make you put the controller down. Like I mean, you know, not yep. not everybody's always going to be hitting a podium and some people they expect to hit the podium right away, they don't hit it and then they're not racing no more. And it's just like it's a shame. You know, it's like I mean the same thing. You got overly competitive, you let it get to you and now you're not doing it because you're not hitting the podium. Like it shouldn't be that way. You should be having fun with your friends, kicking up roosters and hitting triples and just grinning, you know? Yep. Like that's what's important. The winning and all that is is a bonus, you know, but it's all of that camaraderie and kicking up dust and and hitting the jumps and you know, for me, yep. you know, that's what it's all about. Kicking that, hitting that berm and shooting up that big rooster head. You're like, you see that, dude? That was sick. Laughing you know? and having fun <laughs> with your buddies, dude. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I've said it to the kids in drag racing before also. Soon as you're, yeah. Soon, if you're the kid out there that's doing the wheelie all the way down the track, <laughs> but you think that's cool and that's making hey, you smile, rock then it. go for it and yep. wheelie that whole track, dude, because... Yeah. To me, that's more important. Dude. If you're enjoying it, then you're enjoying it. Dude. Just don't get mad and throw your controller or beat on your RC car just because you lost. Like, don't get to that point. You know, like, it's I not... mean, there's some adults that can hear the same thing, dude. Oh, I know. I've seen it. That's why I'll say it. Like, don't you don't need to throw your controller and smash your RC car and get all pissed off and just because your car's not doing something. Like, that's not necessary, you know, especially as an adult. It's like, really? You're gonna this dude, you're gonna throw all your race. toys out of the out of the crib right now. You're just gonna throw them all out the crib yeah. right now. <laughs> that, that's what he did too. Yeah, at the JVRO race, dude, right in front of the racecraft tent, this uh-huh. dude came off and hucked his car all the way in front of the racecraft tent, dude, all just the way back. Throwing to your toys out the crib, just and I laughed at him like right to his face and was like, yeah. "Why don't you just pack it up, bud?" And yeah, he just there's... looked at me like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, if that's yeah. how you feel, dude, yeah. just go. go Nobody home. wants you here. No. And no. Ryan was in the trailer, like, right next to us, dude, and he just started laughing his ass <laughs> off, like, ha, you just got told to go home after you threw a fit. Yeah, you, you know? threw a fit. It's not necessary. <laughs> so, not necessary. yeah, dude, I mean, there. That's and that's what we don't need also in this hobby is adults throwing temper tantrums and... Uh-uh. You know, that's all you're teaching is bad habits, dude. There's a lot of eyeballs on you people, whether I like to say it or or not, and whether or not all everybody gets along with all the adults or not. Uh, All the kids watch everybody, dude. The kids don't realize that there's beef between adults. Okay. When kids are sitting there watching a race, kids watch it all. Oh, yeah. Sponge. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'll just leave it at that, dude, because this last race, there was some stuff. That went down and there was kids watching the entire time so eyeballing just be just be mindful that there's kids of all shapes and sizes watching what's happening mm-hmm. that's all that's i'll just you know yeah. now i know there's enough people listening that will get that message and they probably agree to it yeah oh definitely i know a lot of the guys that we hang out with feel that way you yep. know if you're gonna throw your stuff go home Yep. You know, no need. So what else, man? What you got going on? What, what, what's, uh, this weekend, there's a list race. Okay. Rancho Cucamonga, Haven and 7th Avenue. All right. You'll have to send me the details. 7th Street. 
Haven Avenue and 7th Street. I will post the info. For those of you listening that might not be into drag racing as much and follow my page, I'll go ahead and post the info to the Missing Link page as well this afternoon. That way you guys can find out where we'll be racing on Saturday. If you guys want to come check out drag racing, come hang out with me and Sean, Jake, Cisco. Dude, the whole crew pretty much. Uh, the whole SoCal crew will be out there. Uh, cool. All the OGR boys are going to be out there. Yancey will be in the house. You guys want to come talk to Jordan Yancey and get some tips on how to go fast? Come hang out. Rancho Cucamonga. I believe 10 a.m., but I'll get the official info. I know I got lots of work to do on my car. Last time I drove it, I was not happy. So, But I was letting the – there was so much clutch material sitting on that. That's what – ooh, I need to get some clutch pads. Uh, I got a mid-motor coming. Do you? Yes, sir. I have to bring, I'll just bring both cars in case I, but I was just eat, I was just letting the clutch eat too much. Yeah. That's so a lot of motor I got going on, man. Oh, I need to backtrack. I was doing, I was really happy with the, my four or five, and then I went crazy with the two five, and it's just been like this last time out. Dude, I like you just had going like around. No slipper in the car. You you backed it out so much it was just zinging the whole way down. Yeah, see, and that's that's how my car's riding right now, and it's just it's too much. Like I, I and and the thing is, is what I know pads are in it. Oh. White, yellow, carbon. White, you know? white. I don't. White. I don't think I have carbon pads for my TLR. I have them for my uh, AE builds. My, oh yeah, because that's the bigger surface yeah, area. Pad. Like my my uh, my Hitman six point two uh that one does but i'm not running that car right now you know i'm trying to play around with this tlr car a little bit yeah i got you you know how i am dude like soon as i get one car just about going i'm like already fucking around with another one <laughs> you know i just like experimenting you know uh well, I just swapped everything in my car too, so I'm not, yeah, it's I'm basically not, a test day for me. I'm not chasing the money. I'm just chasing knowledge and farting around and having fun with my cars, as always. I can't get wrapped up in chasing that money. I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll lose track of everything. <laughs> hey man, I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's more famous people in drag racing than John Force. Yeah, yeah. sure. John Force might have the most championships. But there's more people that you know their name than just him. I just love the cars. I like the cars. They're a lot of fun. Yep. That's all I care about. I just like building new stuff all the time, dude. Yeah, that too. Seeing the difference. Same. Same. I love new builds. I'm looking forward to this little crawler build. Like, I like trying all the new stuff. I like trying different stuff. So, like, uh, I got another set of tires right here. I'm about to glue up and try. Um, yeah. Just yeah, because... You never know. Like, dude, you handed me these, uh -huh. and I've been looking at them nonstop about putting them in a drag tire. <laughs> like, huh, I wonder what it'll do. Hmm. Right. We've ran them on closed cell. We've ran them on open cell. Has anybody tried dual? I don't know. Those are pretty big, but yeah. Shove them in there. Shove them in there. Put them right here in these big daddies right here. I dude. see don't everybody's all poking around with aired up tires now, you know. That's the new. That's the new Kool Aid. I see. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sipping that. Sorry. 
I'm not either. I'm not. It's not I'm, necessary. I mean, if me. anybody's listening at this point, it's our X-rated crew anyway. So if you guys are two hours deep in this show, you've heard it from me before. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, no, dude, I'm not convinced. Yeah. Hayden just got a set of those. Okay, that tire that everybody's saying works great on air. The uh-huh. absolute zero voodoo's. Right, uh-huh. Caden got a set. He went home on his junk road in front of his house, put down a two-two on the GNNS uh-huh. with the the reaction foam inside of it. So the open cell foam. So no air, just foam. Yeah. So it's just the rubber hooks up well. Doesn't matter if it's got air. In Dude, it. it's I, I I mean it's a crawler compound rubber yeah. Yeah. on a slick. You yeah. know this. You know voodoo. Yeah. You know if you get voodoo crawler tires, you're going vertical on rocks. Yeah. You know this. Yeah, I voodoo, know this. Voodoo is one of our sponsors for U4, yeah. It's something about the sticky compound of the rubber that they're getting. Mm-hmm. And we've had this talk with other tire manufacturers. Yeah. It's just they're more concerned about Storage. longevity and wear than they are about stickiness out of the package. When yeah. they know everybody's using a compound of some sort, anyways. Right? Yep. Yep. That's why we gotta so, do this. That's why we gotta do this race, you know, with the tires and and timing system and you know. Yeah, to really find out. Yeah, it'd be Dude, fun. Because if you put that tire on sixteen people's car and all sixteen people go faster with one set of tires then you clearly know the tire is an advantage. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my thought on it. That's the only way to really test it. You can't test it with one or two guys. No, you, you can't need- test it with ordering a package of them and putting them on your car and then going to a different road than you normally go to. No, you got to stay. And, I'll stay on know? the same road. You got to yeah, stay on the so- same road and you need to also make sure that you're you got to try and pay very close attention to temperature too. Like you got to remember if there's any big fluctuation in temp, that's going to affect everything across the board. So, well, I feel like if we're doing a race like this to where we're getting data, that's something we're going to be logging, right? So before first round, you hit the track temp at the starting line, the middle of the track and the finish line, you yeah. write it down, run the second round, do the same thing. You know what I mean? On all the sets of the tires. Well, I think and it is probably going to have to be a two day deal in order to run two, two tires one day and two tires the next day. Cause if you talking four sets of tires, nighttime's going to come around and the track temp's going to be different. Depending upon who, how many people show up. Yeah. You could significantly run all four tires in round one. Just there's a different set of people that are different. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? And that way, that way all four tires are getting ran at the same time, at the same temp. It might not be driven by everybody, but you have a pack of people that are doing it. Then when the next round you're rotating and it's a different pack, might be a different time. But, you just made this a whole lot easier for me. Right. Because okay. now I can just contact each of the manufacturers and tell them to send me four drivers. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because then if you drive for your company, now you can just show up and represent your company. Yeah. Or you guys. Yep. That's probably the best way to do it. And then if there's, yeah, because there's four major companies, 
we get four drivers from each of the major companies. There's our 16. Let's see who makes it to the finals. Ding. Ding. Sean wins. <laughs> and guys, this event is not a public event. So if you get an invite, oh, no, this from is your invite only. manufacturer that you're invited to a race that me and Sean are hosting, then we'll see you there. But if you guys are listening, then just stay tuned for the video with the data because <laughs> yeah. that'll come out too. Yeah. Um, well, I can't guarantee the data, but I can't guarantee that data. I'm not giving it all away. Yeah. I mean, but we'll have a video of that race. There'll be some, there'll be a write up on it, but we have to talk to the four before we do that. Yep. Anyway, uh, so what else? Dude, that might even be something cool to do at, uh, at King of the Streets. Oh, I saw, uh, I saw Axial Fest finally got to do, uh, or Axial finally got to do an Axial Fest out in Badlands, in Badlands, Indiana. I think it's Attic, Attica or something like that. Yes. Uh, looked like everybody had a good time. Looked like it got a little wet. Looks like it got a little wet. It got. It, I saw some some pictures, boy. Woo! It looked it looked real wet. <laughs> well, it looked really cool, dude. It looked kind of like the Hammertown vibe with a lot of, you know, yeah. full-size uh, UTVs cruising around. Yeah. Um, couple it of was the, at an off-road park, correct? A couple of the buddies, yes. It was at a Badlands off-road park. Um, it. Uh, I talked to a couple of buddies. They, it was, they had a really good time. Um, it wasn't we wet. We should get entire. Luke on the show, dude. That'd be a riot. Yeah, that would be good. We'd get Luke or Reeves, either one. All three of them, dude. Luke, Reeves, and Brock. One show, three guests. That would be cool. I'm down with that. That'll be the, the show, right? Those yeah, guys, yeah dude, that would be a riot on that show. Um, yeah, it looked like everybody had a good time. Looked like those guys had a really good time. Uh, I saw Brock rolling around in a one-to-one uh, on, a, on a video. And, uh, yeah, that looked really cool. And then also there was the... Uh, was the Roar One Eighth Nationals happened, and that was pretty bitching. Um, I was reading up on that, and uh, it looked like Ryan walked away from it, man, and Truggy and Buggy. Um, so I've been watching. I've actually been waiting to talk to you about this subject, uh-huh. and we're going to get real spicy now, dude, because <laughs> I've seen some pretty big names in this industry, dude failed tech at that race yeah there was some fuel issue fuel tank issues how does that happen at nationals dude uh well so okay so well one thing is if you some of you guys that are listening and you know i'm into the no name rc podcast there is an episode where um actually uh keenan had interviewed the roar uh, president Chuck, uh, I can't really pronounce his name, but anyway, that's a really good episode. They talk about that. It had a lot to do with the fuel tank. It had a lot to do with heat, um, and the tank expanding and all of that. And, and, uh, and yeah, some of those guys were just like right on the line and, and, in that particular kind of race, they just, unfortunately for those drivers, 
there is no leeway, dude. Nothing. And so now is this? I just want to clarify to you. Because one I don't of know. the drivers. Uh, oh my god! This all I always do this. Um, we don't need to go. Canadian, name. the Canadian driver. Gosh, yeah, Testman. Testman, die. He. It sounded like he ended up getting uh, teched more than three times. Like he got teched four times, and I think like a max is three or something. There's some sort of number. So there was some conflict there. Like he got teched a lot, you know, and uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, man, for the for I've for guys it. like I've that. I've seen it on the interwebs. I just want to understand how tech works for nitro. Yeah, so these well, this dudes, is a Rory race, so it's uh, all right. Very so, different. but these dudes take a tech or a, basically a pit lap. They pull in and go to pit, right? So mm. your guy can fill that up. Now, when these dudes are failing tech, is this before you go up and race? Like you're filling your race, car up in the pit and you go up there. Is there, are they checking fuel before or like, how does this work, Sean? Well, normally they're, they're checking after, after the race. Um, but in so this they're situation, they're going to check and make sure the maximum capacity of that tank does right. not exceed what the limit I is. I mean, it, at JBRL, they tech before the races, but I think at these races, they're teching after as well. So, okay. You know, so basically, know, right? Like what I'm saying. So, when they pull into the tech line or the pit line, that dude doesn't just jam a shit ton more fuel in there. No. It, it has a maximum size capacity of the uh, tank, and that's what they're checking. Right. Well, and they're also, because they're checking afterwards, I know that they're checking after because they're talking about a cool down period. And the cool down period is literally to allow the gas tank to, because it gets it's hot cool and everything gets hot. And so it cool expands, down, yeah. right? Yeah. Gas expands. And, right. It turns into a so they're, yeah. and that's when you're teching. You could definitely fail tech if everything is out of, it's out of whack at that point, you know? But not only that, you're pressurizing these tanks well, by your exhaust. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's, that, that's not, definitely, well, I know, but with the cool down time, you have to let that air evaporate. So I get right. that. It's not like they're pulling them hot. They're putting the fuel back them. into the tank. They have to be putting fuel back into the tank because if they're racing afterwards, they just ran yeah. their car. So it's out of gas. So then you put gas in it after when it's hot and then you're going to end up with too much. You're going to end up with too much fuel. Um, there's a lot to that, dude. And like I said, if you want the real details and the real info, I would yeah, go to, hit up I would hit up the Keenan's, uh, podcast i don't have it in front of me of which episode but just look up the one where it's roars uh president it's All like right. it's like we'll three back and 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 yeah and they that he actually it's it's surprising that that president went on that podcast because uh i know that keenan and jq they don't necessarily pick on but they have a lot of issues with war and ifra and and so um, I'm actually, honestly, personally surprised that that guy went on the show, but I feel like he probably needed to defend himself and roar. And that's why he did it because there was definitely some pros that are in, you know, like there was some issues there for sure. Honestly, dude, I was glad to see it. There was some other stuff that, so you had talked to me about, uh, you were like, what's up with these truggy bodies? Well, a lot of that is also the techno body came out with a, a body that doesn't necessarily go over the shock towers and you know one of their main rules is in there or was in the raw rule that the body goes over the shock tower and the body's got to resemble a truck now 
they're allowing that body because of how square and front end and the front nose clip is. But then other brands have, as I showed you, come out with bodies that are uh, the same idea, but they don't look like a truck. They look like a buggy. And that's yeah. where the conflict is. And so the argument is, well, Techno did it. But the thing is, is Techno, of course, stick to like the shoebox style. And the thing is, it looks like a Peterbilt with a, a nose clip on it, you know. And so it does kind of look like a truck. And so they're allowing it. So I don't know, man. They're, that that's My name's Paul, and that's between y'all and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't trying to go down that rabbit hole so much. I was just trying to, like, I, I'm, I honestly do because people have failed tech before at our races and other races, and they don't understand why. Right. Uh, and it's nice to see that even on a national level, pros that are getting a paycheck to race are still able of failing tech. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's un- yeah, it's unfortunate to see, but. It just goes to show that it can happen to anyone. It can happen to anybody, and you have to have that. You must have that. In you know, I'm not saying that you got to fail pros. What I'm saying is, is you've got to have those rules, and you have to enforce well, them. They have to be enforced regardless right. of who it's on that's breaking it, right? Yeah. So there's, they're like, there's no leeway because oh, this guy gets paid, you, he gets to have a bigger tank. If you make you know a rule, I mean? yeah, if you make a rule and don't enforce it, then it's just there's no point in writing. There's no point exactly. There's no point in putting the pen to the paper. You know, it's just, dude. Uh, I think it was one or two guys overvolted this last week at Irwindale. I know for a fact one of them did first round because he raced Caden. Caden ended up with a buy through the first round. Hmm. Hmm. He set this charger to 8.41, and by the time he got to the table, it was 8.45 because mm. mm. of the heat. 109 oh, degrees no. outside. Oh, a little more. And ju- all the, but all the AZ boys, dude, they were like, yep, set that charger to 8.39. Like, they knew. You know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> Yeah, because they're they, racing they, in the heat. They had the, they had the calculation of volts per temperature figured out, <laughs> dude. Like, they, it was crazy, dude. Yeah. I'm still seeing a lot of that big giant brick being used by Max Hands. That thing's huge. I am too, but uh, after talking to a lot of people this last weekend and looking at quite a bit of cars, they're no longer running that giant capacitor with it. Yeah, I well, that's. I mean, you don't need it. I want a battery I, pack I, like that. I talked to Mark, dude, and he told me it was hurting him on the top end to run that big ass capacitor. The capacitor was probably eating power. It was pulling too much under load at the top end. The ripple wasn't fast enough to bring it back. Right. You know? They're running just straight RX-8? Straight RX-8 off that giant Max Amps pack. Off of a 6P. Yep. Yep. That's a huge pack. I've been running those Tekken packs. I like them. Um, I mean, it's a giant pack, but then my 2S, 3S, or 3P pack from Gen's Ace is right here. Uh-huh. And, and it puts down just as much power, dude. Yeah. I, I like the end result that you're seeing in the log. I looked at the logs this weekend, dude. The, the end result that they're seeing in the data log is the same end result that I'm seeing in the data log. So what's the point? Part of it is weight. weight. Part of it is the weight from running the ultralight carbon weight. chassis. 
Yeah. You need that battery weight now. Yeah. It's the weight. Speaking of which, I did get some of those uh, R-Design brass weights. I got both. It's the 7 grammers and the 24, 28. Is that the one that bolts like together? Yeah, they bolt onto the 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 wheelie bar mount. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're slick. They're nice. So they put the weight on the actual mount, the wheelie bar mount. So it's basically like in that. the transmission area. I like that. Yeah. I put a aluminum motor plate on my car, took off the carbon fiber one. Uh-huh. Um, put a brass front bulkhead, brass rear, Um, what is it that holds the arms? You know what I mean? The retainer thing? Yeah. That thing's brass now in the rear um brass or the aluminum c hubs on the outside the bearing carriers i switched to aluminums i did a lot of work to my car dude the the associated car i haven't ran it at all uh-huh yeah i'm gonna I do made sure made sure everything was square and and everything on the tires you know and everything's true uh-huh and then said all right let's send it see what right. it does. yeah i'm gonna add the weight to the uh undercover um I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna get rid of the shock bar and go solid <laughs> and just see. I learned how to tune that shock bar, so. Oh well, then maybe we, I'll let you touch it. We I got. I got to get rid of. I was looking at the way Abel's got his, and I was like, oh, I guess I did it wrong. Actually, uh, I was like, I was wondering why there was an extra black bar in the kit. That's how. <laughs> that's how smart I am. Um, but now I get it. It goes through the. Th- so set it up. Yeah, the same it goes way on. Abel's yeah. Is. I ended up running dual, like basically dual screws holding the top of the shock caps, you know, and I just measured it with a, you know, with a slide ruler and all that kind of stuff to make sure it was good. So it's good. It's just, oh, I get it. You just shove that bar through there and then, you know. That's... What weight did you put in there? Uh, I want to say I put like 30 or something like that, 30 or 40. How far down, how far down are your limiters? Like probably a quarter inch. It's pretty stiff. I mean, it moves, but not much. We'll look at it. We'll look at it. You know? I, you know me, dude. That's all gimmicks to me. You know, I know probably... Well, Abel some... built Abel built that undercover car. Yeah. And then he was like, dude, the shock bar is completely new to me. Right. I tell him, hey, walk over there and go talk to Mark. And he goes, but it's undercover's bar. And I'm like, but he designed it. If it wasn't for Mark Vine, nobody would have a shock bar. <laughs> so... <laughs> Why don't you walk over there and ask the guy that designed it on how to set it up? Right. So he's like, all right, if you think so. And I'm like, give me your car, dude. So I took Abel's car and then <laughs> Abel's following me, you know? So I take it over to Mark and I'm like, hey, dude, he just built this thing, but we just need help setting up the bar, you know? Dude, Mark is such a rad dude. He took an undercover car and completely dialed in everything for Abel. Tuned nice. in the front suspension, tuned in the rear suspension, and tuned in the wheelie bar. And then he was like, here you go. Go try it. Abel put the car down, dude, and it went dead straight. Yeah. I need to get with Mark on the, my bullet with the tr- for the track because, you know. See, well, I, I, actually, I, I want to mess with it first. Well, you said you have a birthday party to go to that day, but. Yeah. I think yeah. he might be coming. 
Got the dog too, so we'll see. <laughs> like, honey, I can't go. I gotta yeah, stay I, here, I, take I, care of the well, dog. Well, no, the the my wife's out of town. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, we'll see what happens here. Uh, but yeah, because I put up a post promoting SDRA, and yeah. I said, hey, this is your last race to race at SDRA and learn prep track before birthday bash. Yeah. So that post has been spreading like wildfire like through wildfire. the no prep pages. Yeah, I don't know. That, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know. But you, I mean, you could show up over there on Sunday. It'll still be sticky. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, it's right by your house, bro. You it don't is. need to go on Saturday no. if you're busy. You no. can just go test on Sunday. No, I could hit that place early in the morning <laughs> and be back before the coffee's cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you go early in the morning, it'll be real sticky too. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So yeah, so CalRC's got some new product, the uh hide wipes. I uh, recommend everybody checking them out. Make They're sure. awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did test them with them. They're they're awesome for like just cleaning everything. I still like using the Moo Clean for, you know, that you spray on and blow off with a blower or something like that and with a rag and things like that for, for the really grimy stuff. But, like, for cleaning tools or cleaning your bench or cleaning or wiping something down or anything, I mean, they're perfect, you know. You I know what I use them for? Uh, exactly what you just said, cleaning off my cow mat. Yeah. It puts it right back to oh, brand yeah. new. Brand new. In, like, two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty rad. It's pretty cool. Actually cleans off your body's real nice too, dude. Oh yeah, no, super easy. Um, super easy, and it cuts down on the uh, on the excessive use of the spray, so you're not eating it up on bodies. But I yep. also like. Uh, well, he's got uh, uh, some other product coming out. I don't dude, know. Dude, he just dropped a lot of new products. Yeah, he did. I've been I trying. Couldn't... I don't even know if it's out yet, but I could talk about it maybe a little bit. Uh, we'll go ahead and roll the dice. He'll, he might get mad. He might not. But there's an Utter Butter HD spray grease that um, that I've been trying. Now, I'm going to, for me personally, I'm not a big fan of it the way it sprays out because it's kind of messy. But I will say that it uh, it works really well. It's just Even with the straw on it like you have it right now? Yeah, well, he's going to get some different straws because it just comes out a little radical. Uh, and it needs, oh, like too much pressure. Yeah, the it's a little too much pressure. He's working on, uh, there's a lot that they can do with these things. It, you know, listening, it's just crazy. So they're actually working on the mixture and the formula. It has to be in the can because when it comes out, it's got a mix and all this. And yep. But uh, I've been running it in the, in the uh, LN48, and I checked the gears, and they are, uh, they are shiny and smooth. It's less drag for sure. So you're running like, this in the gearbox. Yeah, in the gearbox. So that'd be good on like a drag trans gearbox or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's way less drag than grease, than actual grease. Uh, but yeah, it mm. still has a lot of protection in it. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, so I'm hoping that actually does. Well, I know it's coming out. I don't know when it's going to be fully released, but I'm going to open this spare trans that I have here and bring it with me on Saturday. Bring that stuff with you. I will. I will. And we'll lube this trans and I'll put it back together and then I'll try it. Like I said, I wasn't a fan. He was like, come on, man, just try it. And I was like, all right. And I started putting it everything and I started looking at stuff and I was like, all right, other than it coming out a little wild, you know, you got to 
be ready. You know, don't do it in, inside like me. See, and that's why I told him, like, dude, I'm in my office. I have carpet. It's like I can't be spraying stuff, you know. Like I got to go outside, and you know, like it's definitely something that you want to use over a rag and or some controlled area because when it comes flying out of the can, it's like whoa, whoa. You know, he had to put a lot. It's like he could move it around with your finger and be like, all right, I got a little too much right there. Let me just kind of stir it around. <laughs> because that's, I mean, I, I'm being honest. That's how I, that's how it's I've been working for me. I love the performance of it. It's just wild coming out. It's a lot of pressure. I wish yeah, I could I'm do a, it in a syringe. I'm going to bring my spare trans. For mixing purposes, it's just not adequate. But um, Nice, dude. So what else you got coming up? Anything? Uh, some paint jobs for, um, for a couple of our, but for one of our buddies, uh, I got to do those. So that's for the, did you end up finding those masks? No. I'll cut them again. I'll I have no it. idea, dude. I, I, you know, I looked around Unless the they're like in the center console of the truck or something. Yeah. I kind of looked in the truck. Um, so I got a lot, dude, that I want to do. I, I dude, still I need to go through my Dude, I remember telling you to put them somewhere over in a book because the heat wasn't going to affect them. Did you check, like, the glove box or, you know, in the truck? No, I didn't look in the glove box. I'll have to look in the glove box. Um, I'm working on my, like I said, I've said this earlier, the SEX 10 3. Uh, I need to get that built. Um, yeah. I need to get, I got parts coming from my element gatekeeper. There's a few other parts that are on back order that I can't get a hold of. Um, I've reached out to Matt with, uh, to see if there's maybe an MIP option. Um, I only need the spline now, uh, the, the front spline and the, and the plastic part of the spline uh, that goes on the front of the pumpkin, all the other hardware and, pins and metal and everything I got coming. So I fixed the axle. So I've been working on the element. I went all, so you just need the plastic drive shaft and plastic. the center connecting metal. Piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the front. And then, um, I went uh -huh. completely through the laser nut already. So he's ready. That, that car, I went through the shocks. I went through the diffs. Um, I haven't, done any service on the motor just yet i'm still running it a little longer before i do any service on the motor but i don't want to tell you this because i know you like to keep your rigs running mm -hmm. but the drive shaft that's on your blue trx4 raptor should fit oh yeah a raptor because when i broke mine i pulled it off my scx10 mm. for race day and then when i got my new one in i just put it back on the scx10 yeah, that's a brand new car. I haven't even built it yet. <laughs> like I could pull your, the parts. No, your old Raptor. Your your scaler. Oh, the Wraith? No, don't you have a blue Raptor S610 or TRX4? I have a TRX4, yeah. Yeah, the drive shaft out of that should work. The rear should work in whatever side you broke your element. It's the oh, same length. You know what, dude? I might have some drive shafts. Now that you exactly just, you just know i might have some uh and if you have old hot racing i might exactly. have some hot racing anything stuff. like that anything like because that because i ended up getting work. two sets of dry shafts for my trx4 i got a set of 
hot racings and then I ended up getting an MIP set and I threw the MIP set on and I threw the MI the hot racing set in the box and they've been or a box or somewhere in my wallering collection of random parts and pieces. <laughs> yeah, you're you're that's the thing when you have too much you forget of what you got. Yeah, that's why every once in a while, every anytime I'm working on a build or a new project, I go back to my storage unit and I go through uh, all my boxes and I look at what will work for that car. Too much. Yeah, for you, yeah, I've seen your garage. That's too much. Um, but at least you know what you're looking for now and you know where to go look. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's to the point now where like I mean, there's a couple cars I want, but like you said, like now I'm I'm looking at like, okay, so what's next? Boats. You know, I got that top fuel hydro I really want to get going. And it's just like, I'm not, I'm not setting the car down. It's Is just that like, sitting at the house now? Yeah, it's been here. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's been here. I just haven't, uh, I haven't spent any money on it. I need the motors and the ESCs and the battery packs. Well, I have some battery packs. I need to get time to message Todd more, more battery packs. Yeah. I've talked to Todd. Um, and I've talked to bill a little bit because I think I'm just going to run all of bills stuff in that boat. Just make Oh, that that'd be easier. To Cause there's uh, the ESCs are tough. The ESCs are hard. I'm definitely going to run his motors for sure. But we started looking at like the swordfish stuff and they're hard to get and they're expensive. Let me and talk to Dave, dude. Like those those that's... Dave has been Dave has been buying and selling anybody and everybody's boats out of the San Diego club. Mm -hmm. So let me see if he's picked up any motors or ESCs. I need to talk to him about yeah. You well, would trip. You need to come to the shop on a day he's there, and you would trip on the amount of boats he has. I there's a boat that, I mean, I'd really like this top fuel hydro, but you know what I really, 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 really want is I want. Tell me it's not that new pro boat. No, 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 no. These are custom builds that I I'm more into. Um, I want a, a Smoke and Joe um, eighth scale unlimited hydro. And normally you run those, back in the day, you ran those in uh, nitro, and I want one in electric. He has one. You know, it's a smoking Joe. Either smoking Joe or, uh, yeah, I like the smoking Joe because I like the cowl on it, the cowling. He has those, and then he's really into the Cracker Jack, I want to say. the Cracker Box. Cracker Box boats. It's got two little drivers all the way on the transium. Yeah, those yeah are, but it, those are, it those runs flat on it runs gas. on a, a gas-powered yeah, scale motor. Zenoas. Yeah, those are those are dope, man. Those are flat. That's cool, man. Flat it's bottom. Cool. Those kind of boats, boy, they go pat, pat, pat. Like yeah, they, 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 they chime. The time. Yeah, they 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 uh they like to they like to flop around a lot. You know, you got to run the cav plates on them. Yeah, those are dope. I like that. I like those because they remind me of you know like a jet boat. You know, I would love to build like a jet boat scale jet i boat. told him dude uh, we were talking the other day at work about that new pro boat from horizon yeah the blackjack 43 or 42 or something that was like on that. a tuesday 
and I'm off, you know, I'm off Mondays and Wednesdays, and then I got there on Thursday, and he goes, I ordered that boat, should be here on Monday, but uh-huh. I'm like, you ordered the Pro Boat? He's like, yeah, I couldn't resist. Yeah. I'm like, nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I've been thinking about it, I, you know. I already told him if we're going boats, that's the one I'm going to get. Because I want something that's just ready to run out the box and just go have fun with. I'm not worried about going 100 miles an hour. I don't want to go race. It's the same as, like, touring car for me. I just want to go to the lake with my buddies and mess around. Yeah, and or around I just want to go to the parking lot and burn around, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, same, Dude, that's the same way I treat dirt. Like, it's I don't do it for the competitiveness. I just go to hang out with my buddies and burn some packs. I'm sure it'll be a good boat. I've been through several pro boats and uh, and they're they're what you would expect from a Horizon Hobby style brand. I mean, they run well for what you get and how much you're paying for it. Um, I mean, I'll tell you right now. Naturally, there's rather, a lot of room for upgrade. I would rather invest and risk crashing the boat than ever risk investing and losing a plane again. So. If I go away from the surface stuff, yeah, I have a better chance of going for a boat than I do a plane. Yeah. I could get you to fly, though, dude. The The thing with the flying... I would flying... go for a drone nowadays, you yeah. know, but I'm not getting no fucking airplane. Uh, you get a, a, like a, like the MiG. Like, I have my MiG-15. I've showed you that thing. That's all foam. Dude, the first time I flew it, I threw it because it's a hand tosser. You can take off yep. on the ground, but you basically wind it up. Woo, then just throw it like a paper plane. And then all of a sudden it takes off. Dude, I threw it and it went up, barrel rolled, and went straight and nosedive right down to the ground. That was the very first flight, dude. And uh, and it broke one of the wings off and smashed the nose into the ground. And I went home and I went on YouTube and I learned the hot water trick. And so you basically pull electronics off and put it in hot water and it stretches all the foam back to normal. And then of course you get the, the glue that works for foam and the, uh, the activator. So you put the blue glue on it, spray it with the activator. You're back in business, dude. You are back in business. And then so then, yeah, it is. It really is. I still have those planes. I've flown them for like, I have that and the mini beast, the mini beast and the MiG 15. They're both foam. They're both around a hundred bucks and I've flown the snot out of these things and I've wrapped them into the trees. I've hit poles. I've hit, I've pile drived. I've literally smashed the, the, the beast so hard into the ground that the whole nose just ripped right off. And then I just glued it back together and all that. Now they get heavier as you add the glue onto them, but yeah. dude, they still fly to this day. They'll still fly. Um, and even the MIG, dude, the nose is all chewed up and messed up. And it's still, I mean, that's where the air goes in is through it because it's an induction fan, right? And that thing's fast, dude. I'm telling you, 100 bucks, dude. You can, I'm telling sick. you, they're not, it's not that bad. And, and really, like, I've got some pretty sick simulators and some badass controllers that you literally take out and use on the field. I'm telling you, dude, you spend like maybe a, a weekend in front of the simulator and just get the basics down, and it makes a huge difference. A huge difference. Nice. It really does. All right, buddy. I think that's going to do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like an hour and 11 minutes. And then yeah, so on top of the 30 minutes, so this is, yeah, this is a long a one long for one. everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, dude. 
Thanks yeah, for, man. Uh, chatting it up, Sean. I'll see you on Saturday. It sounds like. Yep. Yep. You have a good night, dude. You too, guy. All right, everybody. You take care. Thanks for listening.